This is where the rubber meets the road, people. God could have did all this and he still could have said, I still ain't feeling it because we can disobey God, but he's consecrated. The reason why he's so good in this is because he's so God in this. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we're going to be wrapping up our message from Matthew 1 called Raising Another Man's Baby. And Pastor, as you just said, this is where the rubber meets the road. You say the reason that he, and I'm assuming we're talking about Joseph here, the reason why Joseph is so good in this is because he's so God in this. We see in a sense, a picture of who God has called Joseph to be. We see him being yielded and surrendered to God. And it sounds like you're saying that's basically what God is asking of us. That's exactly it, Steve. I couldn't have said it better myself, that when you begin to look at what's happening, the God in Joseph is coming out. Yeah. You know, the fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, and six other facets of the ministry of the Holy Spirit as he produces fruit in our life. And so here's what you see. You see goodness. You see kindness. You see patience. You know, you see all these things coming out of Joseph. Mm -hmm. We understand that it's not us, uh, that it's God in us. Here's what the scripture says. For it is God who works in us both to do of his good will and good pleasure. And so here's what I want to do. I want to yield to God so that he can reproduce himself through me. Hmm. Uh, So classic example, real quick. On the ocean floor is the sea snail, slow. He's a snack for a fish. And uh, the fish come up, suck him out of the shell. Boom, empty shell. But then what happens is the sea crab Mm -hmm. likes the shell. He goes in the shell. Now, there's a dead shell, but there's new life in the dead shell. The slow snail now moves faster because it has a new life in it. Mm -hmm. And the fish come to try to eat the snail, not recognizing that it's just the shell of the snail that there's a new life in there. And when it comes to eat the snail, the crab grabs it and eats it. So now what do you have? That's a picture of being filled with the spirit, that it's the old body of James Ford, but inside there's a new life. The Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. is resident and prayerfully he's president and he brings with himself the power to be able to overcome anything that would want to overcome us. Mm -hmm. I love that picture. It's so uh, descriptive there and I hope that helps as we uh, open our Bibles together here and continue this message, Raising Another Man's Baby. Here is Pastor Ford. The third thing he does is he reminds Joseph of his commitment to his wife. Don't even be afraid to take her as your wife. And then get this. He reminds him of the divine purpose. What did we say? I, James Ford, take thee, Leslie Ann Moore, to be my lawfully wedded wife in sickness and health and poverty and wealth until death do us part. That's what I tell people all the time. Hey, well, my marriage has survived some things. 
survived my infinite infidelity, her infidelity, the loss of three children and uh, being without a job for two years and all this kind of mess, all kind of mess. Wife sick 23 years. We've survived some things, but it isn't because of us. It's only because of the fact that we've been committed to live the life that God says we ought to live as a married couple. I'm committed to the Word, and the Word then was able to do the thing. And some of you know what I'm talking about, because some of you done been through it. You shared it with me. We've been through this. We almost had a divorce, but yet the Word kept you together. Somebody said, the Word keeping me together now. (laughs) Because it wasn't for the Word. And so he tells him, number four, of the divine purpose. Verses 20 through 23, this child has a divine purpose, and you are part of the fulfillment of it. Wow. Remember Malik? Remember Malik? Malik, there was a boy named Malik. His mother was a Muslim. And uh, one day, uh, she slammed his head against the wall, and and she let the wrong person see it. She let Sister Lyle see it. And Sister Lyles went up and said, if you ever do it again, I'm going to slam your head into the wall. Uh, anybody know Sister Lyles? Anybody remember Sister Lyles? You know she would have done it. She said, don't you ever. And then they began, they led, Pastor Lyles and Sister Lyles led him to Christ. Pastor Lyles and Sister Lyles let him come to her house and began to teach him. He accepted the Lord. He got baptized, all that kind of stuff. He was only then, how old was he then? About eight years old. Eight years old. But, but guess what? They led his mama to Christ, came out of the Muslim faith, led his mama to Christ. Let let me make a long story short. He was a straight F student uh, when he came into Impact Ministries, and by the time he left, he was a straight A student because the people said, Pastor Lyles and his wife, God used them. They were surrogate parents for a whole lot of folks. And let me tell you what he is now, today. He's a major in the U.S. Air Force. That's what he is. Yeah, and that's because of what you and your wife did and put in his life. I tried to get something to come back. You know, just come back, give testimony. Right now, one of the young ladies that they ministered to and was a surrogate parents for, she's the head of pediatrics in Atlanta Children's Hospital. There's another brother right on the west side. Uh, what's his name? The one that's the gym teacher now. He was a gangbanger, and they led him to Christ and became his surrogate uh, father and mother. And he came back a couple years ago, walked up in the sanctuary, said, you know I'm in church. I, I go over there. I walk over here, but it's too far. And now I got a family. I got four kids, and I'm loving the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, and I just came back to tell you two today, I'm glad I got both of you together. It's because God used y'all. Divine purpose. Hey, quit looking at these young people and their faults. Look at their possibilities. I used to tell my son all the time, my baby boy, I say, boy, you either going to be a great leader or you're going to go to jail. (laughs) But we have to see the potential in them. After all, some of us was worse than them when we were their age. I look at them now. I look at people talking about, look at running all over the church. Man, I wouldn't have been running over the church. I'd have been looking for what I could steal from the church. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. And so what? Uh, Shaq said, I was better off without my dad. Biological didn't do it. My daddy wasn't there for me. Some of you better be glad he wasn't. 
because I'm better off because he wasn't there. And some single woman knows, yes, she wanted a man, then she got one, and now she don't want the one that she got. There's a whole lot of folk who found out I was better off by myself. At least when I got mad, I could go home by myself. And whenever I ate, everybody was fed. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And so notice something compared to text. Joseph is silent and meditates. He don't say anything. But Mary is speaking and processing. Just run over your head. Let me say it again. Joseph is silent and meditates. Got the same revelation. He's thinking about. He's in his cave. Mary is speaking and processing. Why? Because generally, there's exceptions to every rule. Generally, men do their processing inwardly. They're silent and they meditate. Now, those of you who are married right now, if you ain't learned that yet, learn it now. You're going to speak. Every time I try, I want to talk about something. You get quiet. You get quiet. Well, you better be glad he's getting quiet. He's thinking to, in order to give you an appropriate answer because he knows if he says the wrong thing, he's going to pay for it forever. Yeah. You remember you said, so, when did I say that? It was eight years ago. And eight years, three months, four hours, and 23 minutes ago. You said, you said, and what do women do? Women solve in process by speaking. If we understand that, I mean, you know, communication is just different, but that's the way it is. Men are headliners. Women are storyliners. That's it. And so what happens? They are there and they're ready. Now, wait a minute. Let me give you this. I, I have to give you this. Watch this purpose. Both of us have to come together. I wonder if you're married today, if you have a ministry statement for your marriage. My wife and I have had a ministry statement for our marriage for 36 of the 46 years of our marriage. We sat down and prayed and said, God, why did you put us together? And we wrote it down, what he wanted us to do. And that's what we've been doing. That's what we've been doing. So I want you to notice something with me. Notice Now notice what he says to Joseph about this divine purpose. He says, okay, listen, you got to understand this child that's not your own that you're going to be raising. He is going to be the residence of deity in a body. What's he going to be? The residence of deity in a body. He is going to be Emmanuel, the residence of deity in a body. Wow. What a purpose. Come on, say, what a purpose. purpose. Yeah, he's going to be resident of deity in a body. He's going to be redeemer for the pardon of sin. For the pardon of sin. He's going to be redeemer for the pardon of sin. Notice what he's going to be. Third purpose. He's going to be the requirement for the fulfillment of prophecy. He's the requirement for the fulfillment of prophecy. He's the requirement for the fulfillment. Notice this, number four. He's the revealer of the person of God. Wow. 
revealer of the, what a purpose. That is Pastor Ford with a message called Raising Another Man's Baby here on Treasure Truth. And we're going to get back to this teaching in just one moment. Maybe as you've been listening, though, there's a question that's come to mind as Pastor Ford has been breaking down Matthew chapter 1 and the character of Joseph. You can always ask your question by coming to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the contact link and ask your question there. Who knows? We might just answer that on a future broadcast. Again, that's treasuredtruthradio.org and click on contact. Let's get back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. Hey, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, let me have my own private shouting party. Okay, let's see if you can feel me on this. What was Joseph's occupation? What was Jesus's occupation? That's so good. That's so good. That is so good. It shows then the impact. We have the supernatural. He's God, but he's also a man. And the man was influenced by his father, human, as well as his father, heavenly. That's why that mentoring program is so important, Pastor Lyles, because people are influenced. What's wrong with these brothers? There's no man in their life. And most of the women are coddling them and don't realize, mother, you're creating some woman's dream or some woman's nightmare. And so what happens here? Man, it is this Revelation that confirms. God will confirm some things. Here's number four. Consecration. What do you mean consecration? A readiness to comply with God's directions. This is where the rubber meets the road, people. It is God could have did all this and he still could have said, I still ain't feeling it because we can disobey God, but he's consecrated. The reason why He's so good in this is because he's so God in this. He's got so much God in him, even though the law says I can have her stone. The average brother would have had, let him who's without sin cast first stone, boom. All right, line her up. I'm ready to throw it. No. Listen, let me, let me tell you the basic difference. I tell everybody when they come to counseling, listen, I ask them, are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Yes. Okay, so give me your testimony. If I don't know them, they give me their testimony. I say, oh, you are. I said, well, do you believe the Bible? Yes. I said, okay, then we won't have the word can't come up. So what do you mean? Because uh, uh, can't isn't in the dictionary of deity. Uh, so we're going to cut to the chase. When you say I can't do this and can't do that, say you won't. Don't say you can't. Because the Bible says, you said you believe the Bible, right? Yeah, we believe the Bible. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. Then I teach them what I get you to repeat that you say, oh, no, we got to say this again. What's all mean? <laughs> but I guarantee you this, when you hear somebody say it, you'll say, they got that from my pastor. Because <laughs> he say that all the time. 
And, and so what happens? And then I tell them this. I say, now let me tell you the difference between what we're going to do and what a secular counselor will do. Secular counseling focuses almost exclusively on what's wrong, let's fix it. Biblical counseling focuses almost exclusively on what's right, let's do it. When I was learning how to bowl, Pastor Lyles took me out to learn me how to bowl. I don't know if he's still as high as he was. I think he was like a 220 or 230 or something like that. That's what he was. And then he transformed me because I'm like an 87. I'm a bad motor scooter jack. And um, so we're there. I wonder if you remember this. He's teaching me how to keep score. We get to the seventh frame, and he has an open frame. So he draws this line. I said, Pastor Lyles, what does that mean? He said, this line means I have an open frame. But 8, 9, and 10 means I'm saying I will not have an open frame. I said, oh, man, I like that. I mean, I can use that for faith. I can use that for a lot of things, man. And uh, he, he said, yeah, you probably could. I know. And then I said, well, how come you didn't put one on mine? He said, because every frame you have is open. <laughs> it, 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 don't make, it wouldn't make a difference, you know. And I said, okay, well, I want one on mine. And so that was the only line I had, you know, so the rest of them was open too, you know. But the, my point was this. It was him saying, I'm doing all right. Now I got an open frame. No more. This marks the time when from here on it's going to be what's right. That's what I'm going to do. And he did too. He didn't have any open frames. You know, he, he was up there 200 something. I don't know what it was. It was high, you know, because I got a nosebleed just looking at his score, you know. <laughs> And say, what's wrong with mine? 87 is high. Yeah. But, but you get the idea. That's what it is. He's saying, listen, I am ready to comply with God. Now get this. After the year consummation, who could tell me what happened in the marriage? What should happen after the year? What should happen? Should have sex. Did he? No. Not until after Jesus was born. He didn't touch her until after Jesus was born. Yeah, but so notice a compliance that even is discipline in the area of sex. That's discipline. That's discipline. Let me finish this. Companionship, a resolve to compliment. Here's the last one. Companionship, a resolve to compliment. So what are you talking about, Pastor Ford? I call Joseph Mr. Mary. Because he shut his business down to go to Egypt for the fulfillment of God's word in Mary's life. That he understood like Adam did since when he first got married. He said, this is now woman out of man. You know, he identified her by that which best fit himself. But in Genesis chapter 3, 22, you know what he said? She shall be called Eve because she's the mother of all of it. You know what he did? He said, when I first got married, everything was about me. But now I realize she's got a divine purpose. And so even though she's under my headship, there are times when I need to acknowledge God has something for her to do that I can't do. And he gave her to me because there's some things that she's going to add to my life that I can't add to it myself. And so he says, she can have children. She's the mother of all living things. Wow. He acknowledged her uniqueness. And that's what's going on, a, a companionship, a resolve to compliment. So what do we do? 
We love together, we share our hearts. We leave together, we share our hopes. We live together, we share our homes. We lead together, we share our heritage. We learn together, we share our heads. We labor together, we share our help. We lament together, we share our hurts. And we laugh together, we share our happiness. Love together, share our hearts. Love together, share our hearts. Leave together, share our hopes. Live together, share our homes. Lead, L-E-A-D, together, share our heritage. Learn together, share our heads. Labor together, share our help. Lament together, share our hurts. And laugh together, share our happiness. And so what happens? Marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. And let me tell you something. This marriage exemplifies. Christ and the church. And the question on the floor is, does our... I have to end with this. Wife got up early in the morning. She said, honey, do you know what day it is? And he beat feet to get up out of here. He didn't answer her or anything. He said, I'll see you later, baby. I'll see you later. And he said, oh, ooh, I must have forgot. And so he went and got some chocolates and he went and got some flowers and he went and got a, a gift for her. Uh, it came back home that night. He said, here you are, baby. And she started crying. This is the best Groundhog Day I've ever had. Well, anyway, sometimes it's like that. But you know what? When you look at this, what a beautiful passage to help us comprehend the fact that we, by the grace of God, can raise other people's children because everything that a father should do God does. Say, what did he do? We see God's fatherhood in terms of his beginning. That is, he gives us life. So that's generating power. We see him in terms of his nearness to us, his guarding partnership. We see him in terms of his guidance, his guiding presence. And we see him governing over us. You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford and a great way to wrap up this message, Raising Another Man's Baby. You know, maybe you want to go back and you want to listen to this teaching again. You can always listen to each and every program online by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org. You can stream the program or download an MP3 for free. You can also podcast the program so you don't miss a future broadcast. Or you could listen through the Moody Radio mobile app. We've recently updated that, and so if you've not checked that out lately, You can uh, update the app, or if you don't have it yet, simply go to your favorite app store like the iOS app store, Google Play, and search for Moody Radio, or we'll link you to it when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org. The best part, it's free, and you can listen to not just Pastor Ford's Bible teaching, but other Moody-produced programs and streaming music stations. Again, you'll find it at uh, your favorite app store or when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, whether you listen on the app, by podcasting the program through a mobile device or live on the radio, it's all made possible because of your generosity. So for those of you who are giving and supporting Treasure Truth, thank you. As we close in on the end of this year, I want to ask you to consider a generous year-end gift. Maybe for 2020, you could become a monthly partner and give a monthly gift and help sustain this ministry on this station. Or maybe you just want to give a generous year-end gift and help us finish this year strong. Come to the website, 
and click on the link that says Make a Donation. Our website address is treasuredtruthradio.org. Again, that's treasuredtruthradio.org. Thanks for doing that and for listening today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.